Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. A lot going on. Lots to get to. You know, um, the whole thing with, with Ukraine and Russia, that's a big, big deal. It's a huge deal. You see, China is now saber-rattling and flying planes, allegedly over Taiwan. That's what we're hearing. But we, we're not talking about Canada much. We're not talking about the truckers in that country, just to our north or the truckers in this country who are putting together a truckers' convoy. Interestingly, the news cycle is drowning all that out, all that freedom and liberty, you know, loving that's happening with these truckers. We'll get to a story on that in a minute. I'm not going to forget about it. Plus, we've got campus reform at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that as well on your Thursday. I'm feeling all right. Know what I'm saying, Carrie? I do. I think you do. Little Melmark and Don Frey on this Thursday. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Seems I got to have a change in scene. Mark, Don, and Mel all called me. They asked you to stop. <laughs> Never. You know, we're very tight. We're good friends. Are you? Really? Interestingly, I'm, I'm very good friends with Don. I know Mark well enough that we follow each other on, on Twitter, right? Okay. So, I mean, you're friends. Or well, I mean... Don and I are friends, but yeah, Mark, we, we are acquaintances. Yeah. Mel probably couldn't pick me out of a lineup, which is kind of interesting. Let's go. Mark, Don, and Mel, Grand Funk Railroad. You gotta love it. GFR. E Pluribus Funk. Great album. Their biggest hit again, Carrie, was what? Uh, um, what is that? Oh my gosh, um, that wow. song. Uh, wow. I wow. I know it. I know it. Polo, their biggest hit. American Band. Yes. Yes, I knew it. Yep. I just couldn't think of that. And, and the actual name of the song is "We're an American Band," but that's that's one of the songs that Don wrote. And it became their number one song. And Mark wrote so many of the other songs. You feel like there may have been a little bit of tension there because of that. There may have been. Not that I'm saying there was or wasn't. But Mark is no longer in the band. And Mark, Don, and Mel are the creators of the band. They're, they're all still with us. They all still can rock. 
But uh, they've actually got the lead singer from 38 Special is uh, singing with them now. His name is Max. I can't think of his last name right now. I've met him a few times. But uh, it's an interesting story because they, they still all sound great. And, uh, I mean, Don's the drummer. And he just still, I mean, he's got, I'm guessing he's 70. I don't know. He's just, Carrie, he's rocking hard. Oh, I understand. Cool. And uh, and he is. He said he's gonna. I, I don't know if he's gonna, to be honest. But he said um, he's gonna send a cease and desist if you don't stop. <laughs> no, I don't believe you. I told you the San Antonio story when they came to San Antonio, right? When you asked if you could play saxophone or something, I've asked him. I've asked him that for almost thirty years now since I met the guy. <laughs> wow, actually, it's been thirty up, years. I think I met him in nineteen ninety two. So um, I've sick. been asking, him, and he keeps saying no. So I did not ask him about that here. No, the story here was they get done with the group, right? They get done done with their thing. They do a show in San Antonio. They asked me to stop by. I came by. I'm backstage. I'm in their dressing room, right? Don walks Mm -hmm. in. Again, of the group, Don's my friend. Yeah. I'm friendly with all of them. But, you know, Don and I are good because I worked with his his wife, Sonny, at the radio station. She came on after I did. That's how I met Don. So I'm backstage and I'm I'm in the dressing room. He walks in and says, man, great show. Ignores me. Walks right by me. Oh. Big guy. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, He's a big Gosh. guy. Yeah. I'm like, damn, Don, what's up? Known you 25 years. Mm, you, you weren't that good of a friend. Right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm on the outs. I'm like, uh, yeah, man, you really, well, American band, you guys rock that hard. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> Foot stomping music. Man, you guys really brought that one home. Nothing. Then he looks right at me in my eyeballs. And he goes... Yep, look at Mr. Conservative talk show host over here. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? What? Yeah, what's going on with that? I'm like, I'm like what? I'm like, who is this guy? What happened to Don Brewer? Then he takes his, his earplugs out, and then we start having a conversation. Oh, okay. The entire time, because he he's playing the drums, <laughs> he's got earplugs in, and I'm guessing that they were probably electronic ear, earplugs of some sort, because he had to hear the music to be able to sing. But I'm like, okay. So I, I was like, I really screwed something up here, and I have no idea what it <laughs> really is I did. You know what I'm saying? Off. Yeah. I'm like, I've been friends oh, with this guy a quarter century, here. and I'm just out, and I don't know what the hell I did. I mean, he invited <laughs> me back here. I don't know why the hell I'm back here. But uh, then we all took a picture. It was all, it was all great. Oh, but um, actually, I'll, I'll try to find the picture for those who are watching on the stream to see if I can show the picture during the break. I think I have it up on Facebook. I'll see if I can find it. But uh, it was it was the funniest thing. Carrie had no clue what it was. Because then you start thinking to yourself, what on earth did I say to this guy? <laughs> I know. What did I do? I just tweaked him the wrong way. Did I say yeah. something to Sonny? Did I mean, what did I do here? Um, so it was actually, it was it was, uh, it was very fun to see them play here. But I haven't, man, I haven't uh, seen them since then. That has to be, what, six, seven years ago? Something like that? I don't know. I don't know either, to be honest with you. All right. So anyway, I mentioned truckers earlier. Uh, the, the thing in Canada is not over, although he lifted the emergency powers, right? And uh, But they're still going after everybody financially. They're still going to do this and that and the other. They still show that he wants to be a little dictator. And um, the truckers in this country, who, again, I, are used to being first, you know, this country normally sets the pace for freedom. In Canada, they sort of, uh, they, they jumped the gun and beat us to it. But the truckers are, are forming a convoy that's going to Washington, and we are hearing absolutely nothing about it. So what do you have on that? From Reuters, a group of American truckers began a cross-country drive from California to Washington on Wednesday to protest coronavirus restrictions, taking a cue from demonstrations that paralyzed Canada's capital city, Ottawa, for weeks. 
More than two dozen 18-wheeler trucks, along with some 50 pickups and recreational vehicles, left Adelanto, California, about 80 miles northeast of Los Angeles. The self-styled People's Convoy is beginning an 11-day trek to the Beltway, a major highway encircling the U.S. Capitol to demand an end to COVID-19 vaccine and mask requirements. This is for our freedoms, our human rights. Enough is enough, said Ron Coleman, 61, a trucker from Reno, Nevada, as he prepared to make the 2,500-mile journey. Coleman, a trucker for 45 years, said the group is also pushing for the end of the emergency powers that U.S. politicians have used to enact pandemic-related restrictions. Preparations are being made in Washington for the expected arrival of the convoy and other similar protests in the coming days. The Pentagon said it had approved 400 National Guard troops from the District of Columbia who would not carry weapons to help at traffic posts from Saturday through March 7th. So I'm not, I'm not really, really sure I get it. Um, this is a big story. Does it say how many truckers in the convoy? Does it say anything like that? Well, it did say a dozen. And then there were several or 50 pickups and you had recreational vehicles also uh, thrown in there. More than two dozen 18 wheelers. I mean, listen, God bless them. You know what I mean? And and I, I wish them nothing but the best. We need to make sure that we raise awareness about the loss of freedom in this country, about the loss of liberty in this country, about standing up to, to bad guys. But um, I don't know. It's not as big as I, I thought it might be, no? No. For a while, though, I, we heard 1,000, 1,000 18-wheelers. Um, but this is, uh, that number's a lot lower uh, today. Well, it sounded like you said a dozen. Uh, more, the, this is more than two dozen 18-wheelers. Interesting. Um, for me, I thought it would be bigger, but as I think about it, I know how dedicated truck drivers are to getting the job done. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I know how dedicated they are to getting the job done, and you can't get the job done if you park your truck or if you you know, go down to, to Washington and sit there. And I truly think they care more about taking care of us and the, the stock shelves than they do about any sort of overriding authority that the government's trying to put on them. Having said that, we don't have the same restrictions, I don't think, for our drivers to go across the border and come back that we have to prove vaccination and and be quarantined otherwise. We don't have the same rules and regulations on our heads here as the truckers in Canada do. But in solidarity with the Canadian truckers, listen, I'm not calling anybody out and saying that you're doing it wrong. I'm just surprised that it's not 1,000. I thought 1,000 would be a low number. Because didn't Nancy Pelosi just put the fence back up and, and call in the National Guard at the yes. Capitol? Yes. It's for 12 trucks? Really? We didn't. When you heard that, didn't you think it was going to be massive? Uh, I did, yeah. All right. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. They're not facing the same lack of freedom here as the truckers in Canada were. And certainly, as much as this government wants to be fascist, it can't be because of our Constitution can't be restricted like they just did in Canada. But are you like me? Did you expect more truck drivers? And I've got a lot of truck drivers that listen to this program every single day. Call in. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? I know that you morally, um, with your moral support, stood by the truckers in Canada. But I'm surprised that the numbers aren't bigger here. Fill me in. Tell me what you think. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. When you go to J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, 
Go If you're on TikTok, click on the TikTok link. We've got one that's going to hit 100,000 soon, the Joy Behar one. So go and check that out. Also, scroll down, click on Rumble, see the, the Dr. McCullough interview from yesterday. All the interviews from tonight will be put up there as well after the program. And uh, also click on Contact if you want to send me an email and sign up for the newsletter as well. 888-941-PAGS, coming right back. Stay here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. If you're watching on the uh, on the Twitch channel, on my live video, you saw the picture with the boys. Everybody thinks I look like I was in the mafia in that picture. Carrie, I don't know if you saw the picture. Oh, I want to see. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not showing it again. Why not? You had your chance. I already, I, I already closed it. Forget it. Forget you. Not happening. Wow. That's rude. It's really rude. <laughs> Why is that rude? It is just rude. And on my son's it birthday, is, uh, shame on you. It, oh, okay, right. <laughs> That's why. Now, Jake asked, I would do it. It's not him asking. <laughs> All right. Let me, go, let me go to the phone lines about this trucker's uh, convoy in the United States. You know, people are playing semantics in my in my chat room. And maybe some of you listening are as well. They're like, well, I, I think in the story it said, what, two dozen? Yes. And then uh, did it say more than two dozen or just two dozen? Well, more than two dozen. And right. 50 recreational vehicles and pickups. Right. So they're saying more than two dozen to make us yeah. think it's just about 25 or 26, you know, a little more than two dozen. Yeah. Well, the semantics, are, they say that the media is playing semantics by trying to downplay it. More than A thousand is more than two dozen. You know right. what I mean? And I had heard that number before, yes. Um, I'm telling you, I mean, I've heard recently since the convoy began, it's a lot less than a thousand. From they're trying the to represent it as ridiculously low. And this is why I'm asking the question. So the phone lines are are teeming. They are melting down from people really wanting to be heard on this. So let's go. Let me go. Uh, Stephanie's in California. Stephanie, talk to me. Hi. Hi. Yeah, there's, um, there's websites, there's Facebook pages, all kinds of places where you can get information on what's really going on on the ground with these convoys. Um, but yeah, when they left Atalanto, there was over a thousand vehicles. And I mean, that's combined, you know, cars, trucks, uh, RVs, motorcycles. Uh, uh, that's rigs. a lot. That's substantial. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be all trucks. I get it. But I mean, if they're saying 50 other vehicles and two dozen trucks, that's not a lot. No, they're way underrepresenting what's really going on. So they're trying to act like it's not a big deal here, and it's just a bunch of bunch of idiots in their pickup trucks on their day Absolutely. off. If that were true, I asked the question before the break, why the hell would Nancy Pelosi lock down the Capitol? Exactly. Exactly. What are they afraid of? 
Exactly right. Stephanie, thank you. I appreciate that. I know that there were, there were all sorts of Freedom Convoy pages on Facebook that were taken down. That hover, They had over 100,000 um, followers. They might have new pages on there. I don't actively look for them on Facebook. But let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, Line 3 is Jake, who's in Canada. Jake, talk to me. Hi. Hi, Joe. Joe, first-time caller, long-time listener to you. Thank you, brother. Love your show. Lo- love love your whole team. First of all, happy birthday to Jake. 18th birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, very, very, very nice, Carrie. How about that? Very sweet. Thank you. Very nice, Jake. All right, talk to me, man. Uh, I, I, I've been listening to you guys for a long, long time. So I'm a truck. I was in a convoy. Okay, when what your previous caller was talking about is uh, what the media is saying. is That's what they call it, the fringe minority. Okay. Right. It's completely the opposite. I've been following the U.S. convoy as well, as close as I did ours, because I was in it. Beginning, we went through the harshest winters you can imagine, uh, Joe. Just unbelievable. The spirit, like the people, they're standing there for three, three and a half and four hours at a negative 40, 45 below zero. Oh, wow. And I've seen on YouTube and in the uh, American truckers, and I'm 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 talking now to to you guys, American my my comrades. Yes. You will you will go emotionally and happily at the same time because you will see what really is going on when you sit in that truck and drive. I've been driving 28 years truck. Yeah. All over Canada, U.S. from the Key West to Alaska, anywhere in between, I know it all. Uh. It's, it's a trip that you will never, ever forget. And this is all about freedom. And when you see these beautiful, beautiful next generation, the little children standing on overpasses on the side on the road with their little flags and their handwritten signs, that's what matters. That's, that's where, they t- where they really tell you what's out of their heart. They, they know, there's not a big corporation or an agenda that give them the signs to hold it up they talk out of their own heart this is what you see this is this is who we are well jake i'm super i'm I'm super proud of what you guys did in canada let me ask you this before we run out of time the media here Uh did not make a big deal out of the emergency powers going away and out of justin trudeau backing down why did he back down what was it that made him back off because he was going to go full dictator on this thing Okay, you're, you're very simple. He, he backed down, what was it, three, two and a half, three hours before the Senate was supposed to vote. And he knew he would lose, I mean, by a landslide in the Senate. And that's when he came out because they would have, it was a, a non-confident vote. So that would be an, another election. He, he's losing his, his shirt. And... He, he he's done. I mean, he's in a panic. His whole team. I mean, so 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 the Senate was going to side the re- with the people. The Senate was going to side with the truckers. Absolutely, because what did he do illegal? Nothing. And I have a message to the, all your American truckers: make sure you do everything legal. Right. Don't do anything aggressive. If if wherever you park, like, make your pit stop, clean up after yourself, because. You will have media like we had, left, right, and center. That's all they want. Now they come to my truck. Hey, I'm from CBC, yada, yada. You want to do an interview? I'm, I look at them and say, you know what? Pull your head out of your thing and get a real job. 
because I'm not talking to you fake news. That's is what that, you do. Is that the saying in Canada, get your head out of your thing? <laughs> yeah. I told, I told many of them. I said, get it out of there and, and get a real job because CBC is getting $1.3 billion from the federal government. And wow. Miniac True, this uh, makeup artist, he wants to bump it up to $1.8 billion. So he controls them 100%. Oh, no, they report, hey, Jake, thank you for calling in. Thank you for what you did in Canada, and thank you for giving me some insight into, into the truckers. Uh, I, I believe you're right. There's going to be a bigger convoy here. I love finding out the real news about why Trudeau had to back off. I hope you guys vote him out the, soon, the soonest possible chance you have. Well, he will, and you know what? The reason the Canadian truckers stood up is because of guys like you, Rush, Hannity, because we've been listening. That's what we do. We drive and we listen to you guys. We are all conservative. We know the reality. We know, I know your politics better than ours in Canada. Jake, I, I, have to, I have to let you go, but I've got to ask you very quickly. How do you even know about me mm-hmm. if you're from Canada? How do you even know about this show? I've been, I've been listening to you forever on the radio. <laughs> I spend more time in the U.S. than Canada. I'm right now in the U.S. I appreciate that. Thanks a million, That's man. That's what hey, we do, Joe. Hey, hey Jake, you, I, give, wait, you, you give us knowledge. Well, I try my best. I, I want. You, I want to. I, I have. To, I literally okay, have to you, go. My my dad owned trucks. I yeah. drove dump trucks with him. I get the job. I love what you guys do, and I appreciate you calling in, my brother. Do it again. I definitely do it again. I love talking. Carrie, how cool was that? That was very awesome. Yeah. Okay. We, when we come back, it's going to be campus reform. Another young reporter going to tell us all the nuttiness on campus. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always wonderful to have a young correspondent on from campusreform.org. Today it is Blakely Fiedler. Blakely, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing very well. I learned something from you. University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Yes. Because that's where you go to school. Now, you are a Razorback, though, so I was a little confused. Yes, sir. Razorbacks all the way. Woo pig suey. Okay, so a Razorback is a pig? Is that what it is? Yes, sir. A wild pig. Wild boar. And do they exist in Arkansas? Is that why it's called that? Yes, sir, they do. Are they mean? Are they tough? Are they virile? Are they are they triumphant? Definitely very mean, and <laughs> here recently we have been triumphant, so yes. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys have a great team. I just wonder, well, you, you normally name the team after something strong and, and victorious, so that's good. All right, well, it's really, really good to meet you today. You could uh, check her out at campusreform.org. She is a correspondent from Arkansas. Also, check her out on Instagram. Her name is Blakely.Brienne. It's B-R-I-A-N-N. Um, so go there and check her out as well. But we've got some great stories to get into. Before I do that, generally speaking, I'd like to find out what life is like on campus for you. First of all, what are you studying? I'm in marketing and information systems. Okay, so information systems, is that technology like IT or not? Yeah, it's a little bit IT. Um, it's studying kind of how businesses use electronics to get their businesses going, kind of like ERP, SAP, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what ERP and SAP are, but I'll, I'll pretend I do, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but it sounds very interesting. So what is life like in Arkansas? Is it a free uh, um, state? Is it like Florida? Is it like Texas? Is it like New York? Is it locked down like California? Uh, what are the rules when it comes to COVID, when it comes to mandates? Uh, are you free there? 
Unfortunately, no, but we are definitely freer than most. Uh, my school in particular has definitely harped on mask mandates. And I think it's mostly because people were a little ticked when they saw that 20,000 fans were in Bud Walton maskless after we beat you know Auburn right. that night. So they're definitely pushing hard on that. Other than that, I mean, it seems pretty relaxed here. Do you go to campus or do you do it online? I go to campus. We have been fortunate enough to do mostly online schools, but there are still some people who decided to do classes online because they're still a little scared of the Rona, but I'm not. I have nothing to fear. (laughs) Scared of the Rona. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, you're young, you're healthy, and the studies and the science shows that they've had it wrong for about two years and that you're probably going to be perfectly fine. Do you have to wear a mask to to go into class? Are are there professors who, generally speaking, are lefties? Are they freaking out when, when somebody doesn't have a mask on? Oh, for sure. We definitely have to wear a mask in the classroom. Some professors tend to be a little lax on it and allow us to still eat and drink in class. But then there are other professors who will kick you out on the first sign of it drooping below your nose. So it really just depends on the professor. I had uh, Dr. Peter McCullough on yesterday. I'm sure you watched Blakely. And uh, and he said that masks don't work. That they, they just don't work. And, you know, he's right. I mean, the guys absolutely, the studies show that it just doesn't work. But you, if you feel better about wearing one, wear one. But don't make Blake, Blakely wear one. Don't make me wear one. So it's, it's kind of dumb. Um, it's like these really, really smart people that we look up to that we hope will help to educate you so you can be productive out in society don't really have a clue when it comes to what we're facing. Is the school, generally speaking, are your peers, generally speaking, are they left, are they right, are they middle of the road? Because I don't know why. I get, I get the feeling that Arkansas is more red than it is blue. It definitely is more red. The students definitely tend to live, um, tend to lean more to the right, but the professors and the school board are the ones that lean, that lean towards the left is where our issues always stem from. And are you able to fight back in, in Arkansas? Can, can you fight back? Can you have a discussion with a professor or do as I say or else you get a bad grade? Again, it depends on the professor. Most of my experiences is I can have a discussion with them, but I have had some friends that will get kicked out of class for not having a mask. It's Blakely Fiedler. She's a student at University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, correspondent at, uh, at uh, campusreform.org. Go there and look up everything she does and go check out all the great work that these young reporters do in exposing what's happening on campus. Let's get into the stories. And again, if you want to if you want to go follow her on social, Instagram is B-L-A-K-E-L-E-Y dot B-R-I-A-N-N, Blakely dot Brienne. Is it Brienne or Brienne? Brianne. Bam, nailed it. Okay, let's do the stories now. Why does everything have to involve race? I saw this recently where NPR decided that emojis somehow are are pushing or perpetrating white privilege. Fill me in. Yeah, honestly, I don't understand where why we're even talking about this subject. It does not make any sense to me, but hang on tight because we're about to use some leftist logic on this one. Okay. So uh, emojis, they are yellow. They are gold, yet they exemplify white privilege. At least that's what the NPR article is saying that you mentioned. You have academics across the country that are saying that these yellow skin colored emojis are racist. It doesn't make any sense to me. How is it racist whenever it's yellow? Wouldn't it be racist if it was a white colored emoji? Right. And you would think that, but then you see in everyday life, there are multiple schools that are even grouping Asians and whites into the same category with their affirmative action policies. And again, it doesn't make any sense. And it wasn't that more racist and discriminatory than, say, a yellow gold emoji. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because I've got I've got friends that are so-called black and brown. Lately, we were using the terms black and brown. I mean, honestly, they're they're black or they're Hispanic or they're, I mean, I, I'm brown. I'm Italian if I get a good tan. Um, so I, I don't understand why we're, we're calling things something fill-in-the-blank privilege. But you're right. They're yellow and, and they're gold. 
And NPR, if you go back in their history of sending out tweets with emojis, they've been using the yellow emojis forever at NPR, and suddenly they realize that it's white supremacy or white privilege or something, and now they're blaming everybody else who's using the normal emojis that they've been using. We're all the bad guys. It's like NPR realized how, how horribly racist they were because of the standard emojis that were included with every program, um, and now they've changed the paradigm, and we're just supposed to go along with it. So what's the reaction? You're a younger person than I. I mean, I use emojis, but probably not. You probably grew up using emojis. They were new to me as I was an adult. I mean, it's, w- w- what are people in your age range saying? Uh, this is really, really stupid, or we should be careful to have skin tone emojis for everybody. The most people in my generation agree that this is absolutely ridiculous and the stupidest thing to come out of a leftist mouth. I mean, to be honest, they're literally calling everything racist. They are calling certain academics, they're calling math racist, they're calling grammar racist. So, I mean, it really just doesn't end. So the fact that they're now dragging something as innocent as emojis into the mix just kind of proves that the left don't have a leg to stand on anymore when it comes to the term racist. From campusreform.org, she's a correspondent, Blakely Fiedler from, uh, from Arkansas. We appreciate you stopping by. By Georgia bill would protect women's sports. Uh, they're going to be in trouble if there's another. Th- Georgia dared say that elections should be fair and free, and you should actually have to prove that you're allowed to vote. And now they're going to protect women's sports. Forget about it. What's this all about? Well, Georgia is implementing a Save the Girls Sports Act, which is something that luckily many states have already done. So we can see that this is now becoming a trend. It's not just a one person doing this. But what they're trying to do with this act is having it where it prevents biological males from competing in female sports, which as a female, I definitely think this is an important issue. Again, why we're having to talk about it, I don't understand. It's we're educated on the differences between male and females, especially when it comes to biology. I mean, I remember back in the days whenever I was in field day competing against some of the guys, they're always bigger, stronger, and faster than us, no matter what. So the fact that they're allowing this in a professional setting is absolutely ridiculous. Well, you're right. Um, And we're talking about this really in earnest because this Leah Thomas, who's a, a, a guy, Um, is swimming as a female now against females simply because he said he's a female. He was number 460 in the country when he was a male swimmer for three years, freshman, sophomore, and junior year. As a senior, he's now calling himself a female, and he's number one in the country. I mean, just number one, the top swimmer. And when Caitlyn Jenner says there's a problem with fairness here, I think we should probably listen, shouldn't we? Exactly. I 100% agree. And let's take it a step further. Why doesn't Leah Thomas start his own league for trans for those who want to participate in transgendered sports? I mean, we even interviewed a coach, uh, David Sola, NCAA ex-swim coach, and he agreed and had the same conclusion that most of us have of why not just start your own league and those who want to participate can come and join. Do you think it's as dumb as I do? And by you, I do mean you specifically, but also people of your age range that you go to school with. It's so stupid that we have to say, oh, by the way, men are taller, they're bigger, their bones are thicker, their muscle bellies are bigger, they've got more testosterone, they've got more lung capacity, larger hearts. Isn't it kind of stupid that we have to say that out loud? Don't we already know this stuff? 
Yeah, I agree. It is definitely stupid. And like I mentioned earlier, we learn this stuff whenever we're in grade school. So the fact that it's not rolling over to common everyday scenarios such as this is a little frightening, in my opinion. Maybe we need to look into that education system, Joe. Get out of here. No way. It's Blakely Fiedler. She is a correspondent from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day. Also, check out her Instagram, blakely.brienne is is her name. It's Blakely with a period in between B-R-I-A-N-N. Let's do one more story. Professors' race-based class participation policy inspired by whom? Inspired by Chairman Mao, Get the out one of and here. only. Fill me in. I know the heinous, uh, the most heinous. What's the word? What murderer? I mean, See, the, like, most heinous, the most heinous dictator murderer. He killed tens of millions of his own people, and and some somebody it, here is teaching according to that guy's teachings. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And here is for a sociology classroom as well. So that is something that weighs heavily on participation. And so what this particular professor was doing was implementing something called progressive stacking. So basically, as long as you are not white and not male, you get first pick to participate. And you can see, you know, you would think that would be racist as well, but not apparently to this professor. So, you know, if I were a white male and I was the one that who like raised my hand up first, always wanted to participate, but I would never get called on because I'm a white male, you know, that's extremely discriminatory. And it was getting to the point to where there was a white male in this classroom who went to the school board and filed a Title IX act against the professor and won. So that is extremely impressive. The only downside to that is that they only the only thing they did to the professor was give her counseling what what was the counseling stop it i mean what what do they say counseling i mean somebody who is an adult who is in charge of educating who is somebody who has subordinates in in her in her students if she decides racism is the way to go as smart as you guys are in your late teens early 20s you're still going to hear that and say to yourself well maybe that is the way society is and maybe i should discriminate i mean they're literally taking us back to the liberal policies of the 19 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. They're literally taking us back. The Democrats, once again, are segregating us. They're the racists. They're the separatists. They're the bigots. And and they're getting a paycheck. Now, was this at a state-run school? What school was this? Yes, this was Binghampton University in New York, a public institution. All right, so the taxpayers are paying this person's salary to teach people that racial discrimination and gender discrimination is okay. Now, of course, mm-hmm. if, if a teacher were to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on any black girls that put, that put up their hands or Hispanic boys that put up their hands in my class, I'm only going to choose the white males. I mean, how would that go over, do you think? I think people would absolutely lose their mind. And that is something that the left fails to do. I mean, they, it's like you turn around and you're saying, well, people of color, people who aren't male, and it, it's so important. But whenever you flip the cards, it's it's all of a sudden not racist. Yeah. So uh, there can't be a double standard. It is uh, Blakely Fiedler. It's B-L-A-K-E-L-E-Y dot B-R-I-A-N-N over on Instagram. Find out more about her also at campusreform.org, a correspondent from uh, University of Arkansas. She's a Razorback. Uh, Blakely, great job. I appreciate meeting you today. Thanks a lot for doing it. And uh, come back again, would you? Thank you, Joe. I'll see you soon. All right. Very good. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for being here. Lots going on. Lots to get to. It is the Joe Pag Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down. Click on contact to send me an email. You can sign up for the newsletter by clicking on newsletter. Check out all the news stories that we've got there. We've got a lot on Ukraine today. We've got a lot of interviews that you've heard recently on the show. Go and check it out. You're one stop for everything about the Joe Pag Show. Let me tell you about Super Beats. Awesome. You know, you might be hitting coffee in the morning. A lot of people do. I get it. But then you have to have a second cup and a third cup and a fifth cup and an eighth cup throughout the day. Then you drink coffee in the afternoon. Maybe an energy drink. That's energy drink, he said. Maybe a sugary drink. Quick high, quick energy, quick low. <laughs> you feel like you can go to sleep. Why not go with Super Beats? Super Beats Heart Chews, a tasty treat, will give you the energy you need, and you're good all day. And they're good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine. Promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Super Beats Heart Chews have non-GMO beets, Great for energy, along with grapeseed extracts. They taste delicious. Why not go right now to my, my website they made for you because you listen to my program. JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Save up to 45%, plus you get free shipping. Again, best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com. Save up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen. So, Kerry, one of the one of the immediate things that I thought about last night as I'm seeing this unfold is what about the countries around Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Again, geographically, we heard from Vika in the first hour. Geographically, Ukraine's big. It's a big geographic place. There are much smaller countries around there. What's to stop Putin from doing this to them? They're worried, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh, what do you have for This me? is from Stripes.com. Paratroopers from the 173rd Airborne Brigade are deploying to Latvia as part of the NATO response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The 2nd Battalion, 503rd Infantry Regiment began moving into the Baltic country Wednesday on C-130 aircraft out of Aviano Air Base and was expected to have hundreds of troops in place Thursday, said Major Kane Claxton, a Vincenza-based Army spokesman. The troops will link up with Latvian forces. Claxton said the tiny nation has just one active Army brigade. On Thursday, Russia fired missiles at facilities in or near Ukraine's largest cities, including the capital of Kiev. It also sent some of its forces into Ukraine after massing up to 190,000 troops and heavy weaponry along the borders, U.S. officials said. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, it'd be scary as could be. Somebody invades Canada. Then what are we thinking? Okay, they're heading here next. You start worrying about, okay, this guy's mad enough to go into the biggest country. In that area, I mean, the little countries around there, and look, there is no doubt he's trying to, to put the, the Soviet Union back together. I mean, nobody out there should think this is anything other than this guy thinking that the Soviet Union should never have broken up. You know, it's interesting, Carrie. we mm-hmm. don't know how much this guy is worth. Some say he's no. probably the richest man on the planet. Wow. How would we know? Uh, well, we don't. <laughs> how exactly would we know? I mean, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't bode well for smaller countries around there, mm-hmm. if the free world doesn't do a lot. You know, if Biden says sanctions will work, then he doesn't put any sanctions on. And then he waits for them to invade, and now he says sanctions will work, and then the sanctions he puts on are not as stiff as they can be. Why not do the biggest, baddest, nastiest sanctions you possibly can, and then, I mean, and then basically uh, tell Putin pound sand. See if you can get a hold of your money. See if you can continue to to feed your your soldiers that you're making invade a neighboring country just because you feel like it. 
it's a very, very strange position that we put ourselves in because of the weakness at the White House. That's really what's going on. Oh, by the way, that TikTok about Joy Behar, guess how many how many views it's got now? Mm, how many? 185,000. Whoa. Wow. The heck is going on? All right. Let's do some pop culture. Yep. Paul, what's going on, brother? So have you seen this dumb story with uh, Rosie O'Donnell? I have not. What happened? Okay, so I guess um, over the weekend, she was at uh, that restaurant Nobu in Malibu, and she ran into Nick Jonas and uh, his wife, uh, Priyanka Chopra. Okay. So I guess she went up to him to say hi, and, and she was telling Priyanka, like, oh, I know your dad. She was assuming that her dad is Deepak Chopra. And it's not. It's not. So Come she, of on, course, dude. told her that. Then, of course, later, Rosie goes to post a video <laughs> to try to, like, apologize. And, and then she was calling her the Chopra wife. So she doesn't even know her first name. So, of course, of course Priyanka came out and said, you know, say, I don't take myself that seriously. But if you're going to, like, apologize for something, at least Google my name first. <laughs> I put it. She's a, I'm telling you, Rosie's <laughs> yeah. a dope. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. Happy birthday, Jake. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.